Hello everyone, Reverend Cedarman here, the Rowdy Buddhist. I haven't made a podcast in a while, but I am happy to be back. With that being said, I am sharing with you some of the stuff that I've been learning uh, and basically trying to answer my own questions. And I hope that in answering some of my own questions, that will be useful to you. Um, that's my hope is of my of my hope of this podcast. Now it's interesting because how we approach Buddhism. Uh, again, uh, we approach Buddhism, of course, by our own understanding and observation, etc. Our own beliefs, our own culture, etc., like that. And 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 that presents sometimes a great barrier uh, for uh, Western modern Buddhists. Now I'm saying Western as in our Western ideas. But I'm also saying modern because this isn't the only issue with the West anymore. Because a lot of things in the East has changed as well, have changed as well. So, therefore, I'm going back to basics because it's interesting that a lot of the basics that were understood by the people who read these sutras, these teachings, these, and practiced um, the teachings, had a basic understanding in which we as modern people uh, may have had the uh, experience to understand it, but we haven't brought all the parts together. And that's the magnificent part of what I've been learning, is that all of the things that I've done and understood and challenged and learned in my life now come together to allow me to gain a deeper perspective of Buddhism. And when I say perspective, I'm not talking intellectually, because most people practice Buddhism either philosophically or religiously, in which I do not. Uh, of course, if you want to have a discussion about Buddhism, we can, but I'm not so interested. What I'm interested in seeing the results of Buddhist practice, the proof in the pudding. I want to see my life change and my life to be able to help others the way of the Bodhisattva, in which we all hopefully aspire to. That is the reason we practice Buddhism and how Buddhism shows its reality to us. So, again, I have always challenged Buddhism that I want to experience Buddhism. And when I use the I, I'm not using the hard I as the ego or self. What I mean is that I would like to see Buddhism manifest in life and not just simply a philosophy, which, of course, on a philosophical level is brilliant. However, uh, that doesn't really help my suffering if... if uh, that was all it took, we'd all be right off to enlightenment and we'd all be, uh, won't need to have this conversation. But that's not the case. So therefore, what I am excited to bring you is that actually we as Buddhists need to re-understand and re-challenge our basic core beliefs. And what that means is that we are looking at things, and I can only speak for myself, looking at things from a Judeo-Christian idea. That's how we approach things, because that's what we have. Um, some of us may have learned Eastern principles, uh, not only in Buddhism, but maybe in martial arts, etc. But how to bring them together? And what is the state of mind? Because when you read the Buddhist teachings, and this is what I've been teaching people, if you do not understand the basic concepts that these uh, practitioners understood, Buddhism then becomes... A purely intellectual pursuit. Now again, you may practice meditation. You'll say, well, Reverend Cedarman, I chant, I do meditation. However, to go beyond oneself, to go into the mind of the Buddha, 
is something that happens every microsecond that we are alive. And what that means is that in every action, in every decision, in every direction that we go, either we are walking the path of Buddha or we are not. In which, again, this is not a self-righteous idea that we have, that if you're not walking the path of Buddha, you're an idiot. But walking the path of Buddha should change your life positively. And when I say positively, notice I'm not using the word happy. Uh, bringing happiness, because uh, I am now understanding that Buddhism is about bringing a state of equilibrium. Now, to begin that, uh, we have to understand some very core principles. How does that work? Well, first of all, we need to understand the way that practice is viewed. Now, again, a lot of times we in the West have a very dualistic thinking of good and bad based on Judeo-Christian practices. Uh, So therefore, we know this is good, this is bad. However, that is not enough. A moralistic idea is not enough in order to comprehend and practice Buddhism, to uh, manifest Buddhism in your life. So actually, one of the, the important aspects is that Buddhism, and this is going to blow your mind, even though you may say, oh, I know that, this is actually pretty deep, is based on health and wellness, medicine. Buddhism is seen, and all of the practice you see, and this is, this is something you'll see, oh, why do we have omamori? Why do we have charms? It's interesting, because that, at a certain time of practice, at a certain time in civilization, was a form of medicine, in which the sangha was... Uh, was uh, in charge of. So that was one way that they distributed the teachings through medicine. Uh, so therefore, it wasn't seen as something uh, magical. The The ideas that we get about magical, uh, pros, uh, how do you say, magical, uh, supernatural prospects uh, or understanding about these things is a very modern uh, filler. That is simply, they don't understand the reason why, so they kind of make up uh, as one of my teachers says, Uso Bukyo. Uso means kind of like, really? Bukyo. Tell me you haven't gone to a temple and gone, really? Buddhism. So, therefore, this is very important to understand why and put into perspective why these things were done. Because when you understand, it makes them not crazy. It makes them not Uso. And, and Uso, again, is just a Japanese expression that someone uses when they don't believe something. So, One of the basic tenets that we have is the understanding of medicine. Now, this is a very important point. What the idea of health is. Uh, And ultimately, uh, one of the famous books, which actually is called the Hongdi Neijing, or the Yellow Emperor Classic, uh, which is one of the most important classics of Taoism, uh, which was... uh, basically around the 3rd millennium uh, BCE. And in this work, it talks about a lot of the very important Eastern concepts that are the building blocks of understanding Buddhism. So it's interesting, when you read a sutra, or you read especially Nichiren Shonen's writings, which weren't made available until the mid-1800s as a collection, uh, you look at it, from your perspective, without the understanding of these basic concepts. And also where 
Nichiren Shonen, which the majority of his letters are being quoted from. Uh, he's paraphrasing them as well, especially from Grandmaster Tiantai in the Makashikan. However, you read that, you don't understand where Nichiren Shonen is pointing towards. So this is what my questions have been, have been and why I um, have directed myself to uh, ans asking and, 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 and finding the answers to these questions. And I'll tell you something, it's really changed my understanding and practice of Buddhism. Because to understand what the goal is, because you may sit here and I may say, what's the goal of Buddhism? You say enlightenment. One of the funny things that someone has said, which was really true, rang true to me, is that Buddhism, man, what a crazy difficult practice. Because do you know what the path of Buddhism is? You may say the Lotus Sutra, but you obviously don't understand it. Uh, and then the other is that, what is enlightenment? Well, we're not, we don't know what enlightenment is because we don't really have many examples of that. And so that we don't know where we're going and where we're going to. Uh, what path we're on, what road we're on, and where we're going, what's our goal. So with this, I want you to look at your framing of mind uh, and start to bring these principles into your life. Because when you bring these principles into your life, the concept and understanding and teachings of Buddhism will take on a whole nother uh, way of looking at things. So one of the things I'm reading from the Huangdi Neijing, they usually just say Neijing, is chapter 5, The Manifestation of Yin and Yang. And basically, the concept here is that, this is, quote, without understanding the metaphors present in nature and humans, one will not effectively avert or treat disease. Now, this is interesting. That's why uh, I'm starting with this podcast. Because actually, fascinating enough that what, how we observe the benefits of Buddhism, right? This is, again, not in your mind. I'm talking about the actual manifestation of Buddhism in our lives, unless you just have believed and given up that Buddhism is simply a philosophy, that actually what Buddhism allows us to do is to become awakened, that we are able to see the metaphors present in nature and humans. So therefore, we observe and practice Buddhism, which is the only way we can do it, through our lives, through our health, through nature. So therefore, Buddhist concepts are based on nature. It's interesting because in the West, nature is seen as something that is dark, even uh, demonic, because it's so uncontrollable, uh, so uh, fickle, so dark, so mysterious. So it's kind of a fear associated with it. But... If you look at an Eastern point of view, actually nature teaches you what you need to understand. And our life, uh, not outside of our life, teaches us what we need to understand and, and understand the practices that we do. Because the space that's provided for us to grow is in the minute detail. So what does that mean? Buddhism does not allow you to grow any closer to enlightenment by simply intellectually memorizing Buddhist passages or being able to properly debate it. Um, I have not, I've gone down that path uh, and Buddhism will take you as far as you want to go until you get burned out. And that's one of the great teachings of it is that if you want to push it, you can push it as far as you want, but it endlessly moves 
uh, and never stops. And then, therefore, we find ourselves in the same place. So, therefore, Buddhism is manifested in our bodies, in our lives. And the principles are seen and understood in the elements of nature. So, what that means is that nature provides us with the correct understanding and teachings that we need. So there's this kind of combination of the two. However, we as, and that's why I not only say Western, I say modern, because this is a modern problem, because necessarily we are not uh, agriculturally uh, aware as we were uh, when we grew crops, uh, when we lived on farms, when we needed and had to communicate with nature in order to survive. Our survival is quite different now. But it's also really relevant because if you look at, especially that's why Nichiren Shonen said, with the idea of pandemics and plagues, um, are these teachings to allow us to see what the most important thing in life is. And that, of course, is a health of our life, which is, of course, connected with the environment and other beings. Uh, this is not, this is the most apparent now during these times. So that's why Nichiren Shonen said that the Lotus Sutra is most importantly taught, and that's how the Buddha arranged it to be taught during Mapo. Now, with that being said, is that also, again, pointing us back to ourselves, not our mind, but through our lives, Buddhism is manifested and experienced experientially. Uh, so that means that we experience Buddhism. It's not just something that we agree with. If your life is not in balance, you do not properly understand Buddhism. If your health is, if you are ill and not in good health, you do not properly understand Buddhism. This is where Buddhism really comes down to the basic essentials. But also, this is the most awesome thing about it. Being able to understand who we are. That's the question we grow up with. That's the question we have when we're young. Who am I? What's the purpose of my life in this universe? A lot of times maybe you're listening to this and you lost that purpose. Well, I can tell you Buddhism will allow you to see that. And again, it's not a dogma. I'm not selling you a dogma. This is not a quick fix. This is not something externally that the Buddha can do. You have to do it. You have to understand it. And it becomes basically... Our life is the great experiment. So as we observe nature, as we ex ex observe our own lives, we are able to understand deeply, deeper, the practice of Buddhism. And we know this to be true because our founder, Shakyamuni Buddha, experienced this. When we look at Buddha, we only see the Buddha's enlightenment. But in the Buddha's name, we see Shakyamuni. Muni means he was a master of the yogic practices of the Kempo practices, that's martial art practices, of art, of an experienced human being that sees and understands both physically, because Shimuni is a kind of physical connotation, where Buddha is a spiritual mind, mind connotation. So therefore, we see the, the bringing together of the three elements. And this is, of course, taught uh, and exemplified in the teachings of Master Tiantai in the Makashikan. So therefore... I hope you will just take time and start by trying to observe nature and see the metaphors that are contained in nature and in your life to be able to effectively avert and treat the disease of suffering.
So it's really good to hear and talk to all of you. Uh, Hope that this podcast was helpful. I look forward to our next opportunity to speak. Have a good day and be healthy. Namu miohore ngekyo.